well. You might uh, wonder what, with all of this singing about Jesus having come, what in the world is going on with Spider-Man and Batman on our stage here this Christmas weekend? Uh, Well, my name's Brad. I'm part of the teaching and leadership team here at Jericho, and it's our privilege and pleasure to have you with us as we celebrate Christmas. Uh, And you might, on your way out, also notice that the manger scene in the foyer has also been taken over by uh, superheroes, by uh, Superman, Supergirl, Doctor Strange, Captain America, and the Hulk as the three wise men, just in case you were wondering. And uh, I want you to know that we are having a super Christmas here at Jericho. And uh, so you'll uh, see what I mean in just a minute. Because I don't know what your Christmas traditions are as a family or as an individual. But one of our Christmas traditions in our house is going to the movies at Christmas time. So usually we'll go to the movies and see at Christmas time there's usually some kind of superhero movie that is released. And this year, actually 2018 was a banner year for superhero movies at the box office. There were more superhero movies released this year than in any other year. Can you name some of them? Shout them out. What were some of the superhero movies released in theaters this year? The Avengers. Yeah, which Avengers? Infinity War, which is what number? (laughs) Putting you on the spot, Tyler. Number three. Well done. Very well done. Okay, excellent. What else? Black Panther. Absolutely. What else? Ant-Man and, don't forget, the Wasp. Yes. Who else? What else? Aquaman. That's right. We had Aquaman. What else? Venom. That's right. What else? We didn't, well, Mary Poppins is a superhero of sorts. Well done. Well done. Yes. Uh, we had, what else? That's right. Yes. Recently released. We do have a Spider-Man movie. That's right. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. What else? No, not this year. That was, that was a good, was very end of 2017. We got Wonder Woman. Yeah. What else? Do you remember? Deadpool. That's right. Yes. And then we had a Christmas release of Deadpool as well. And uh, if, you, if you really want to stretch it, I would also permit Teen Titans go to the movies. And uh, maybe The Incredibles too. Yeah. Think? Yes, that's a good one. You're going to permit that one too. And also Aquaman. So like eight superhero movies in one calendar year. That is a lot of superheroes at the box office. But... Wait for it. Some of these have done pretty well, so studios get it in their mind then, oh, we like these kind of movies. So 2019 is going to see a record-smashing 11 superhero movies released at the box office. Hellboy, Glass, X-Men Dark Phoenix, Captain Marvel, Shazam, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home, New Mutants, Joker, Wonder Woman 1984. 
We are going to get a lot of superheroes in 2019. But I don't know about you, but I'm starting to notice something about the superhero movies. And it doesn't matter what universe you're in, if you're a Marvel Universe fan, or you're a DC person, or if you're Fox's X-Men, or if you're Disney, Incredibles, or Mary Poppins, the superhero movie genre is getting a little bit, the plots, to me anyways, are starting to feel a little bit the same, right? We're getting a little bit of recycling happening here. With the clear and obvious exception of Infinity War. Don't even get me started on that one. But um, we're seeing more humor and, dare I say, a little bit less plot in some of the superhero movies. So basically, if you want to make a superhero movie, there's a little bit of a formula that you want to follow. The basic plot of every superhero movie is that when the movie opens, we need to understand that things are going well, things are great in some way, shape, or form. But then, we can't have a movie if things go great. Something bad needs to happen in order for us to need and move the plot along a little bit. But not just something bad that someone, an average person could solve. Something worse has to happen. Something really bad has to happen. And then a mass panic has to break out because otherwise you could solve it yourself. And people will try to fix whatever is broken, whatever is causing the problem. It's unfixable. And so then there comes a moment in time where they call the superhero or the superhero becomes aware of the problem, rushes in in just the nick of time, saves the day, defeats evil, restores order to the universe, and people live happily ever after until the part just after the credits where you're set up for the next movie that we're all going to pay money and go see. But that's the basic plot of your superhero movie. And one of the things I think and the reasons that the superhero movie genre is so appealing to us as human beings is basically it follows the plot of human history. You saw in the video narrations that we had the story arc of human history that's laid out in the Bible. Things start off great. God creates the universe and God looks over all that he's made and said it's very, very good. But it doesn't stay very good for long. We as human beings, as complex and as fallible as we are, we have choices and so we choose to side with the wrong team, both our original human parents and then you and I. And then something really bad happens when we do that, when we rebel against God and we shake our fists in defiance, both individually and then corporately and historically at the heavens and say, no thanks God, we don't need you around here. We'll, we'll solve this ourselves. We got this under control. And so we try and as we go through human history to fix stuff, that which is broken, but yet, the challenge is stuff remains unfixable, both globally and personally, some of our relationships, some of the harm that we've done to others. And there's just some things that are unfixable no matter how hard you try and wish or hope that they would change and get better. And the reason for that 
is laid out for us in the Bible. And that is not just that evil is an out there kind of thing, but that it actually takes root in and lurks inside of each of us. Jeremiah, one of the Old Testament prophets, says, talking about his own heart and the heart of each human being ever born, that inside of us, we have the capacity for deceit and wickedness. And it can be really, really bad. And that's the part then that I think makes the superhero genre so appealing because we're complicated human beings. The villain can still be redeemed and this, the hero often still has the capacity even in our world where we try to do so many good things, we still have the capacity for evil inside of us. And so we struggle on or we soldier on. But the powerful message of Christmas is that on a holy night, some 2,000 years ago in a small town in Palestine, disguised in strips of cloth and lying in a manger, the creator of the universe entered into human history. Lying in a manger. And this was a profound plot twist that we didn't expect or see coming, but it changed everything because it brought good news into the story. It introduced the hero, and that is Jesus, that God chose to intervene in our world. The scriptures say at just the right time, Jesus came. When the time was right, God sent his son, born of a woman, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. See, the message of Christmas is that God wanted you to be a part of his family. God loved you so much that he sent Jesus into our world to adopt you and I. And the hero, Jesus, comes along and initiates a rescue mission, a cosmic rescue mission. And in the life and in the death and in the resurrection of Jesus, God defeats evil. Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14 says it this way, using this language. For God has rescued us, rescued you from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. See, like any hero, Jesus was willing to give up his life and sacrifice his life to save others. He died so that you and I could live. And in his death, he defeats the powers of evil so that you and I can live free from fear and guilt and shame. And the songs of Christmas make this so wonderfully clear. I love the verses of things like Joy to the World, which says, uh, no more let sin and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground, for he comes Jesus has come to make his blessing flow far as the curse is found. And many here at Jericho are learning more day by day what it means to live in the goodness and love that Jesus offers to us. 
And Jesus gives us our deepest desire to find life and a rich and full and satisfying life in relationship with him. Because that is the exciting news about Christmas. The story of Jesus is not just about history. It's not about make-believe. God has come with open hands and an open heart to show you and I and invite you and I into the story that you and I actually have a part to play. And this is big news. This is another plot twist that our response to God's lavish goodness and grace at Christmas determines what happens next in the story of your life. I love the way the book of Romans puts this in the New Testament in Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Even greater, greater than all of the evil, greater than all of the sin and the sickness and the distorted loves in our world, greater than all of those things is God's wonderful grace and his gift, his gift of righteousness for all who receive it get a part to play in the story. And that part is that they live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. See, one of the big things in developments recently in the superhero genre is that you actually have to stay until after the credits to watch that little next piece of the movie. Because the writers want to invite you into that story and the continuation in the story. And that's in some ways what Jesus has done and is doing here even today. Jesus is inviting you and I into a posture of response. To be not just a casual observer in the story, but a full participant. To become a character in God's unfolding drama of redemption and the story that he is writing and whether it's working with students who then go out and take the scriptures into parts of the world that don't yet have them in their language, whether it's family that you're hosting over this Christmas weekend, whether it's people that you meet that need to experience the love and the touch of God's good news, you become a participant in God's story right now and also in the age to come. And so Tammy and the team are going to come and lead us in a song of declaration and response as we wrap up our time here today. And I want to invite you to stand uh, with me. And uh, as we sing this last song, it might be a new song for you. We sang it a few weeks ago here at Jericho uh, to introduce it for you. It's a song of declared intentions. And maybe today your intention might be to declare, you know what, I just want to open my heart and my life up to the way in which God is writing that story today. And maybe you want to begin to walk that out, walk out life with Jesus today. And if that's you, a simple Christmas prayer and a way to do that would be just to say, God, I want to say thank you to you for the way in which you sent Jesus to the earth. I acknowledge that 